We begin by thanking our sponsors. Talmud Torah sponsorships for the month. We thank the Daf Yomi Shir for sponsoring the, 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 all the Shiurim of the month of Teves. In memory of Mr. Milton, Milton Martyr, Mordechai David, Ben Rufal Akayin, it is the Shama Heaven Aliyah. We also thank Shirley Elbaum and family in, for sponsoring the, all the Shiurim, all the Talmud Torah for the month of Teves. In commemoration of the art site of Shirley's husband, Gerald Elbaum, Yaakov Kapel, Ben, Bavram Menachem. We thank the sponsors of the Week of Learning, Paul and Kathy Pollock, in commemoration of the art site of Paul's sister, Linda, Leah Bashmuel. We also thank Ayal and Sarah Steinberg in the Schuss of Rufua Shlema for Shlamis Bas Sasha and her continued health. Dafyomi for today is sponsored by Chaim Malki Wecker, in commemoration of the first yard site of Rita Bayek, Risha Bas Aaron Akayin, a member of Suburban for over 40 years. All the Neshamas should have an Aliyah, the families in Nechama, and the Chayelim should have a Rufua Shalema Bekarev. Today's daf is daf Ayin Aleph. We're going to begin all the way at the top of daf Ayin Aleph, Ahmed Aleph. It's a brand new Mishnah. A new Mishnah, but again, on the same theme and the same topic as the rest of, the, of this parak, which is when a girl becomes an Arusa and she takes a nether, the halacha is that both her husband and her father have to be made for her nether. So she's in a bit of like a, an in-between stage, where she's not completely in her father's rishos, she's not completely in her father's domain, but she's not completely out of her father's domain. At the same time, she's not completely in her husband's domain and not completely out of her father's domain. So the halach is she has to have both her father and her arus, the man that she's engaged to, be made for her nadarim. Now when I say the word engaged, it doesn't mean like we say today, which is engaged, which basically is just a verbal commitment that you plan to get married, like a letter of intent, because in, nowadays engagement just simply means two people agree to marry each other, Engagement in this context means that they already did erosin, they already did the Kedushin part of the marriage, and they're just waiting until the Nisuin is going to take place. So the halacha here, Mishnah says, Nodra he, Nodra, sorry, she made a nether, he arusa, and she is arusa, and then Niskar Shabobayom. So she made this nether, and that very day that she made this nether, she got divorced. And we're using the term divorce because indeed it's a real divorce. It's not just a broken engagement, it's a, it's a divorce. Why? Because the erosin already happened. So Nadra, she made an edav hi arusa, while she's still in arusa, she did not do nisuin yet. And then niskar shabobayom, the same day that she made that nether, she got divorced. And then that, that very same day that she made a nether, and she got divorced, nisar shabobayom, she got engaged to a new guy, so she had things lined up pretty well over here. She had this guy that she was engaged to, she made this nether. Maybe as a, as a result of this nether, she got divorced. Now, she has another person who's ready to get mar- married to her. She does kiddushin on that very same day. Afilu lemea. Even if she did this 100 times. Very interesting day. Halacha is, avia ubailo ha'achron mefir nidareha. Her father and the last husband that she got engaged to has to be made for her nidareha. So quite a dramatic day, but the halacha is that whether the nether was made with the current husband or the nether was made with a previous husband, the halacha is that both her father and her current husband have to be made for her nether. 
Now, I'll just point out that the Nemuki Yosef writes that all of this is talking about in past tense. It says, Nadra he, Nadra vihi. Doesn't mean, so this means it already happened. Why is this? Says the Nemuki Yosef, because there's a halacha, which you learn in Masechus Yavama, is called Havchana, which means that a, when, a, when a person gets married and then gets divorced or ends a marriage for whatever reason, and then there's a waiting period of three months between the end of the first marriage and the start of the second marriage. Now, here, clearly, there was no waiting period. It all happened in one day. Now, one can make the argument that this would only be relevant, the halacha of havchana, which means that you should be able to tell a difference, is only relevant if there's nisuin. Why is this? Because what's the point of the halacha of havchana? Which it, the halacha is that if there's a child that's born, you want to be able to tell what the paternity is. Who's the, who is the father of this child? So if her, she's married to two guys in one day, and then she has a baby nine months later, you want to be able to know who the father is. So therefore we create a period of three months in between, 90 days in between. It's so like this, not going to have any suffix. Well, no, if the child is born early, we could still know who the father is. If the child is born after those nine months pass, then certainly you know who the, that, that it's a child, a, a product of the second man. Now, that would only be relevant if there are relations that can create a child. Now, during Arison, one might think that since during Arison, tech generally there's no there is no bia happening. There is no there is no relations that can create a child. So one might think that that would be mutter. But again, I don't want to go into the whole sugi right now. The sugi that was addressed in Masechus Yevamos that the way we paskin in Shulchan Aruch is that there's a low plug. In other words, even if you know that there's no chance that there, there's a child from the first husband, nevertheless, the halacha is if she's married to somebody, you still have to wait. But the halacha is, the Gemara Yavamas explains also in Daflam and Vav, I think, that this is all a din l'chatchila. She shouldn't get married. But Bidyevet, if it happened, it happened, she got married. So in this case, it's talking about where maybe she didn't show up at her rub's door to ask him to officiate at this marriage, but she just did it. So she got married, and then during this period of her, of her engagement, she made a nether. Her husband said, you know what, I'm out, divorces her, and she says, no problem, I've got someone else lined up. And then this may have taken place a number of times, and one day that she got divorced and remarried, halacha of this Mishnah is that the last husband, the husband that she has right now, at the time, is the one who could be made for her in the Dharam. And the Kiddush of this is, that even though the neder was made under a previous husband, nevertheless, the aros of now is the one who's made for the nedar. Now, obviously, this is talking about bobayo. If you look at the Mishnah, it's, the Mishnah uses a number of times, nadra v'hiarusa and niskarsha bobayo. She got divorced that day. And then, nisarsa bobayo. She gets engaged that day. It all has to happen in one day. Why? Because as we learned previously, that the word biyom shamo, it has to be on that day. So if it's going to wait, it's going to lapse into another day, then it's too late for the artist to um, nullify the nether. The, the Mishnah continues. Here's the rule. And any time that she does not exit and go into her own rishos, which means that she either became a bogeres or perhaps her, or her father died, or she became an Asua. If you look at the Ran on the side, he says, Shalo Bagra, she did not become a, become a Bulgaris, so she did not become a full adult. Lo Nisus, she did not have Nisuin, so she did not leave her father's Rishos and go into her own space. The halacha is, 
Any woman who does not go into her own rishos or to, into her own domain for one moment, her father and her latest, her most recent, her current husband are the ones who must be made for the Nadarim. It's not an either or, it's both of them. Both of them are required to be made for the Nadarim together. Who is it? It's her father and her current husband. Now, the Gemara begins, How do we know that a subsequent husband can be Mayfair the Nadarim, can nullify the Nadarim that were made under a previous husband? Now, if you look at the Ran over here, it's important to note that the, this is not a typical question of Minala. And we're going to explain why very shortly, but generally speaking, the word when we find the word minalon in a Gemara, it's a Mishnah states a fact, and the Gemara analyzes that fact, and then asks a question, that how do we know that this fact is true? In this case, what's happening is, we're going to see Shmuel's going to speak in just a minute, but essentially it's Shmuel giving an interpretation of the Mishnah, and then saying, how do I know that this is what the Mishnah means? And the way that we're going to be able to prove that, is because the Rana actually addresses this, we'll see it very soon, that very soon the Gemara says, Tanya Kavase de Shmuel. The Gemara brings a Brisa to back up Shmuel. Now Shmuel didn't say anything. Shmuel just asked how we know this halacha. If you're going to bring a Brisa to establish the fact that Shmuel is saying, and the fact is in the Mishnah, there's no advantage to bringing a Brisa to back up a halacha that's written in a Mishnah. The fact that it's written in a Mishnah should suffice. I don't need to have a redundancy in a brisa to say, oh, now I know it's true. It's going to be true by virtue of the fact that it's written in the Mishnah. And if the Mishnah is not enough, a brisa is not going to be enough. So the Ran's going to explain. I'll take you to the Ran. It is after the Gemara. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. About eight lines into the Ran. And the Ran explains, Shmuel kibla meirabo. Shmuel had a Kabbalah from his Rebbeim. In other words, he's addressing the point that it had to do with the fact that the Aros heard the Neder. And he explains, And that's why it says, And he explains, These words, It's not, the author of the Talmud, of the Shas who's saying this, it's all Shmuel speaking. It's as if it says the following. So, I would put quotations over the next line, which is, in other words, it's as if the Gemara says the following. Shmuel says, How do I know this fact? The Aros Achron, that the subsequent Aras, or the current, the last Aras, Mayfair Nedarim, can be Mayfair Neder, can nullify a vow, Shenir Ularishon, that already appeared to the first husband. In other words, that the Neder was made, the father knew about it, the first husband knew about it, the first husband bailed, and then she got a new one. How do I know that the second husband, or the third husband, or the fifteenth husband, or the hundredth husband, can then be made for that Neder? So the Gemara answers, Omar Shmuel, Omar Kra, the Pasuk says, hayo le'ish There's a double Lashon. 
This is redundancy in the Pasuk. If, there, if she will be to a man, nidareha aleha. Nigmar explains, nidarim shahayu aleha kvar. This refers to nidarim that she already had on her before she got married, before she actually came into the rishus of the Aras. So Nigmar says, hold on a second. That's that fact we already established earlier in this parak that her husband can be made for, can nullify vows that she took before that she actually got married. Dilma, maybe, Hani Mili Risha. Maybe that is only talking about cases when the first Aras, the first husband, had no idea that those Nadarim existed. Maybe once the first husband already knows about the Nadar and he chooses not to be made for those Nadarim, maybe Lomatsi made for Aras Achra. Maybe at that point in time it's too late for the second husband to be made for it. The Gemara says, Aleha. The word Aleha in the Pasuk is an extra word. And Krayuserahu, so therefore that extra word Aleha includes Nadarim. That not only did she have on herself before she got married, but they are Nadarim that were made. And her first husband became aware of them and he wasn't made for them. Still, a subsequent husband could be made for those Nadarim. Why is the word Aleha extra? Because at the end of the Pasuk it says, Asher Asra al Nafsha. So why do you have to have the word Aleha? That extra word Aleha tells you that any nether that is on her, whether it's a nether that she came in without her husband knowing about it, or her previous hus- husband did know about it, a, a subsequent husband that came in on that came into the picture on that very day, halacha is he can and must be the one to nullify those vows together with her husband. Now. Again, just to see where the Ran makes this point, if you go to the first wide line of the Ran, we're going to see that this next Gemara says, Tanya Kavasei Deshmuel. That's what we're studying right now. And the Ran says in the first wide line, Vishmaita Nami Mukha Dedina Gufei Deshmuel, Gufei Shmuel, who? Who the Ka'amar? The actual Brysa itself seems to indicate that. Why? Vlav Raya de Krabelchud, it's not just a Raya of the Pasuk. Dim Isa Dedina Demastisen, who? If you're telling me that this Mishnah really is the implication of the Mishnah, Ushmuel lo amar midi, Shmuel's not saying anything, el demuchach rather he's just, just, just the one referencing the Pasuk, hechi maisi tani kavase de Shmuel. How can you bring a brysa to back up the halach of Shmuel, mi brysa denai hamurasa, from this case that we're going to mention in just a minute. If this Mishnah, this halacha comes straight from our Mishnah, my What's the advantage of having a price to tell you halacha more than the actual Mishnah? It must be, as because Shmuel himself interpreted that this Mishnah is talking about a case where the where the aros understood. In other words, it's talking about the fact that it's focusing on the aros, not on the husband. Gemara says, Tanya Kavasi Deshmuel. We have a, a, a Brysa which works together with Shmuel. Naira Murasa. And Naira Murasa, the Allah is, Avia Ubaila Mefirin Dara. So that we've seen this before. Naira Murasa, a girl who, does, who has Arison, both her father and her husband are the ones to be made for her in a dharma. Ketzad, what's the case? Shama Avia, her father heard about this Nedar. And he said, No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm taking away this nether. You can't make this nether. 
Now, the husband, her Aros, could, did, did not get a chance to hear about this neder until he died. In other words, he died before he heard about it. Again, she moves quickly. You know, she made a neder. On that same day, her husband died. She quickly married a new guy. Even a hundred times this happened. Her father and her last husband could be made for an adar. Now, how about the other way around? Shama Baila, her husband, in this case, her husband heard about it first. He did his job. He was made for the nether. He said, No, sorry, we're not doing that. Now, the father did not have a chance to hear about the nether until the husband died. So, again, in both cases, it's the husband who dies. It's just a matter of the order of what happened in terms of the nullification of the vow. In case number one, the father hears about it first, he's made for the nether, and then the husband dies. In case number two, the husband hears about it, he nullifies it before the father hears about it. After he nullifies the vow, what happens is, he dies, and now the father hears about it. So in that case, the father did not have a chance to hear about it until the husband dies. The halach is, the father now has to go ahead and be made for his part and along with the part of the husband. In other words, the husband and his hafara disappear. Now the father has to go ahead and do the full job of being made for the entire neder, his part and the husband's part. Now let's just see for a second what happens here in the run. There's a, there's a very important run where he's analyzing Beis Hillel and Beis We'll quickly see Beis Hillel and Beis before we see it, but this has come up already in this Masech, the concept of Miklash Kalish, or Megas guys. Just to quickly remind ourselves, there's, I guess, two ways of understanding what happens when two people are required to be made for an editor. Do you say that when the husband or the father does it, when one of them do it, the first tafara really is just like the first blow on the neder? And it takes away some of its steam, but it's fully intact. In other words, Nedra is still here, and it just has been weakened by the fact that one of the relevant parties went ahead and did the hafara. Or do we say that one whole half of the Nedra has been destroyed? I guess you kind of think of it as like a, a big, a massive door to a room, and you have two people who have a bulldozer that they're using to knock the door down. Do you say that the first strike kind of loosens the door? And now it just needs one more strike from the second bulldozer and the door will come down? Or do you say the first bulldozer knocks down half the door? Now you still have a fully intact door on the second side and the second bulldozer knocks it down. So it's a matter of whether it got weakened or one half went away. Now what's, what's the relevance to that? The relevance is that if it became, we're going to see that this whole idea of miklash kalash, if it became weak, so then the concept of nisrokna, where you're going to pass it from one person to the next, it's not chashev enough to transfer. A neder that has become weakened can no longer be transferred. And that's the idea of Miklash Kalash versus Megiz Gaius. If Megiz Gaius means I cut off half the piece, but the second piece is fully intact. So if the second piece is fully intact, it's still a chashev, a thing I could transfer it from one person to the next. But if the whole thing has become weakened, that's not transferable. That loses its ability to be transferred. So now let's see how this plays out over here. The Gemara says, Amr of Nasan, the second half of this Brisa, which said that 
if the husband did his job of being made for his part, then died before the father has the opportunity to do it, then the father can go ahead and be made for his part in the second part. That only works according to Beishamai. Avol Beishil, Omrim, Ein Yachal Lahafer. The Beishil is going to say the father can no longer be made for it. Why? But my pligi, what is the subject that they're arguing about? Beishamai Savri, Beishamai says, Nedarim Nami Sharoi Laaris, a neder which had become known or appeared to the original Aris, Nisrok Nerushos Laav, he can clear out his space and give it to the father. Umegis guy is because you really cut off a piece. In other words, the husband cut off a piece, and now whatever transfers, transfers to the father. You have to have the father and the second husband to go ahead and be made for the second half. Omegis guy is not going to cut off a piece, rather it just becomes weak. So now let's go back to this Ran for a second. The Ran is in the in Dibra Maskal, and he starts off quoting So it's about a third a third of the way down in the very wide lines. He says, Some of the Rishonim have explained the Hach Bavakama. Sorry, Bavakamaisa. This first gate, in other words, in this price, we quoted two cases. Both of them had to do with when she makes another and she's and she's Narusa. In the first case, what happened was the father did his job at being made for it. The husband never did his job. He just passed away before he had a chance to do it. So the question is, in that part of the Brisa, would Beis Hillel agree? In other words, the Hachpava Kamaisa Divriya Kalhi. Some Rishonim would say this works according to everybody. The plot of the Beishamayu Beis Hillel, the Idach Bava Bilchodi. The disagreement between Beishamayu and Beis Hillel, whether the concept of weakening the neder or cutting the neder in half, is only in the second case where the husband did the hafara first. It says the Rabbit Tmihani. I have been very stunned by this. According to Beis Hillel, who says the mechanics of a two person hafara work, the first person does it, he just becomes weaker. Kivin the Shama Avia, Vahafrila, says the, the, the Ran, once the father hears about it and he does his afara, the Iklish lay, and now the Nedda becomes very weak, the Iklish lay Hainadra, Hainidra, Dakati Isalaav, Velo Batlala, Hafara delay, Hechi Matsu Av Aras Achron, the Hafar. He wants to know how could it be, according to Beis Hillel, who says that the mechanics are that the neder becomes weak, if the father went ahead and was matur his half of the neder and weakened it, how can it now work that he could work together with the second husband? He explains. The Amr Beis Hillel, Beis Hillel explained earlier, to Shama Avia Vahaferla, the father heard about a neder and he nullified it. The husband did not have time to even hear about it until he died. Halach is the enav for the father cannot go ahead and nullify it. In other words, it's very clear in Das that if a woman is engaged, she has she has Arison with her husband, and she makes a neder. Her father nullifies his half, and then her husband dies. 
So the halacha is, the father cannot now go ahead and be made for the chilek of the, of, the, of the dead husband. So how can it be that this first half will work according to Beis Hillel? And he explain, explains the Ran. We'll just skip a couple words. This is the way it works. This is the reason. Earlier, we're talking about a case. There is a transfer back completely back to her husband, to her father. We are transferring the nether. We're emptying out the husband from this case and transferring the whole thing to the father. Anytime the nether has become weak, it can't be transferred. We're not talking about a case where the aros disappeared and the father is now gathering together the entire power of the nether in his own. Rather, we're talking about the aros achron. There is a second guy here. There's a new aros who took the place of the first aros. Chazina lehai aros achron kekare derisha. We see the second aros like the leg of the first aros. In other words, he just steps into his shoes. The kivan, demi aros the aros kaasi. Since it's transferring from one aros to the next, to explain the rat something very important. It's true that if a woman has a husband and a father who are relevant in her life, she is a naira and she is mu'urasa. So she has an aros and her father who are relevant in her life. If the aros dies without being made for the nether, and there's no new aros in the picture, the father cannot be made for the nether because that weak nether cannot be transferred back to her father. However, if a new aros moves into the picture, he can very easily just slide in and be the guy who's going to be made for the nether. Now, even though he wasn't there at the time, nevertheless, he is kikare de aros. It's a similar expression of bra kara de avua. Like his son, with regard to Yerusha, he kind of like he just moves into his father's position. The same thing is true over here. The aros, the second aros, is really he just like the leg of the first aros, and he goes, he steps right into his shoes, and he's able to be made for the nether. So therefore, it can be that the first half works both according to Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. The second part is where it's going to get complicated. The second half, which is Shama Baila Vahaferla, where the husband heard about it, and he was made for it, then he died. So then it becomes a question. Can such a nether be transferred to the next or not? But ultimately, what happens over here? We have a raya from Beis Hillel. Let's just go read this again. My pligi. Beis holds Nedarim Nami Sharoi Laaros. Or probably should say Shaniru Laaros. Yeah, if you look at the Bach. Nedarim also which have been, which have appeared before the original Aros, they get transferred to the Rishus of the father, Umegis Gaius. It's the in other words, the first part is cut off. See clearly from Beis Hillel that the father and who? The subsequent Aros is the one who's made for the Nadarim. So here we have a clear price according to Beis Hillel that it can be a subsequent Aris who is the one who's made for the Nadarim together with the father. So that's the Raya 
to Shmuel that even though the Nadarim appear to the first Aros, still the halacha is that a subsequent Aros could be the one to be made for those Nadarim. Now, there's a lot of Ran here on this page. We're not going to learn all the Ran, but I think it's just important. I think this has been, assume has been spoken out previously by the Rav, and we've pretty much mentioned it here as well. But the Ran does give a pretty clear explanation of what happens and how the mechanics of this work over here. I would encourage you to look at the Ran in the second very wide line in the words Venerali. He's explaining um, how this works with Megas guy as the Miklash Kalash. So let's see this together. Venerali. This is the reason. According to Beishamai, who holds that the mechanics of how a neder becomes nullified with joint hafara of the husband and the father, he holds it works with the mechanics of Megizgayiz. In other words, cutting off a piece. Since when the Baal, when her husband is made for the neder, what happens is, Ivatel lay. Palga denidro legamri. So the, the husband's half of the neder becomes completely cut off. His, whole, his, his job is done. The aras is completely removed. And it's true, and granted, it's true that when, his, when he dies, his hafara is buried together with him, the father's left by himself. In other words, the Aras is relevant as long as he's an Aras. According to Beishamai, what happens? She makes a neder when there's a father and an Aras in the picture. And then the halacha is, you have to have father do it and Aras do it. According to Beishamai, Shammai, when the Aros does his hafara, he cuts off a huge piece. Now, when he dies, that hafara goes away. But guess what? He goes away too. So he becomes irrelevant. And therefore the father takes over the whole thing. He can be made for it on his own. If there's no Aros, the father does it himself. We compare, this is yesterday's Amud, the the Nadarim which preceded her marriage to the ones to the ones which preceded the second marriage. In this case, the even according to one who says Megiz Gai is astalically av that the father left, when the guy dies, but his hafara goes away, the come aros the Below av, below matzi mefer. So, in other words, if we go the other way around, the father died, the aris is stuck without the father. In kapi mefer, hainu tamayu de beshamai the amri the av matzi mefer hacha below aris achron. So, in other words, the mechanics of beshamai, as we explained, it works with megas guys. He cuts off a piece, and if he dies, he he loses his ability to be made for it, but you don't need him anymore. Beshilal savri avio baila achron the her father. And her second husband may fear in a derail. They have to do it together. Why? The father can't do it by himself. Why? When the first husband was made for the nether, he doesn't cut off a piece. 
When the husband did his job of afara, we didn't take away after the neder. Ela kule nadrahu, the entire neder is still here. The iklish, it got weak. Viklishusa lav maisagamar, making something weak is not a real action. Mushumhachi lo chayel klal adim itstarfli klishus the idach. In other words, starting the hafara doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. You have to do it together with someone else. As long as the father doesn't do his job, the relevance of the Baal, the husband's hafara is still there. That's how the second husband t- takes over. In other words, simply spoken, if you hold that when the f- husband does his job, he cuts off a piece, so it's really, he's done his job completely. And as much as he did his job completely, if he is irrelevant because he's gone, so then he's only, he's only worth as much as his relevance. If he's gone, he's gone, and you don't need it that far anymore. According to Beis to according to Beis Hillel, that it's, it's Miklash Kalish, so then he gave a, like a, a massive blow to the nether. But even though, he, even though he gave a massive blow to the nether, the nether is still relevant. And therefore, now that he has to transfer it to somebody else, he still needs to have that second blow of the aris there to be relevant for the, sec- for the falafara. And that's how, that's how it works, according to Bisham Vesela. Now the round continues with a lot of discussion, but that's essentially how it works. The Gemara continues, Yibayilu. Gemara asks the question, Gerushin kishtika damya o kakama If a guy divorces his wife, how do we view that? How do we view a person who divorces his wife? So imagine this scenario. This lady makes a nether. Her husband gives her the eyes and then divorces her. So he doesn't say anything. Is it kihakama? Is it as if he was making her nether? And a, a nether which has a hakama, which has been upheld by the husband, is no longer eligible for afara? Or is it kishtika, just like nothing? What's the difference? She took a nether of a shama baila. Her husband heard about it. Vigirsha. And he divorced her. He said, you know what? Forget it. He went ahead and remarried her on that day. Okay, so she makes a nether. He gives her a divorce. And a few minutes later, he says, you know what? He marries her back. You know, there's a famous joke. There's a guy who shows up to the Rav in the morning and he says to the Rav, you know what, I've had it. I'm done. And he says, I would like to get divorced. And the Rav says, okay. He officiates the divorce and uh, everything is finished. He wishes them a mazel tov the divorce. A little while later, the guy shows back up with the same woman and says, Rabbi, would you like to officiate at our wedding? So the Rav says, I don't understand. I just divorced the two of you. So he says, you know, for a zivug sheni, she's okay. So, so, so here, this is what happened. He marries this woman. During the marriage, he, she, she takes a nether. And then he says, you know what, out. He comes back that day. He says, you know what, as a Zivik Shani, I can have a, a, a wife with, the, with these nadarim. So now, if you're going to say it's just like being quiet, so then, he's able to go ahead and be made for it. Why? Because he just didn't do his job. In other words, while he was originally married to her, he had a job to be made for the nether. He didn't do it. So now it's still the same day. He is a new Aras 
in the same woman's life, just like an, another random person could be made for the nether, he can do it. However, if it's as if he upheld the nether by, getting, by, by being quiet and then divorcing her, so then, he can't go ahead and be made for it now. So there's a big difference. He says nothing and divorces her. How do you view the divorce? Do you view the divorce as, you know what? You made a nether. I can't be married to somebody with a nether. And he walks out. So that's like being making the nether. That's like upholding the nether. Or is it as if he just said nothing and he just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And now later when he gets married to her again, he made for the nether. We'll stop here for today and continue relationship tomorrow with a bunch of rayas to this case. I feel like we should uh, 